Welcome everybody to a very special creepy episode of Ministry of Slam with the main man, the alumni host of Ministry of Slam from way back when, Mr. Martin Mathers. And Martin, it's good to have you back on the Ministry of Slam. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Halloween one because I'm technically as close to the grave as you're going to get. We are all getting close to the grave every second constantly of our lives. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it, it works out better at Halloween time to get closer to the, to the grave, I guess, to feel those vibes. Or polystyrene graves. Yeah, I don't want to be in it at Halloween time because you might come back. Yeah, or po- no, or polystyrene graves like we had at Halloween Havoc 1997. I think they exactly. polystyrene, you know, brutal I, I, polystyrene I, graves. I, the one thing that stood out to me, uh, there was a gravestone because you could see the gravestones occasionally. And one of them just said, wash. Wash? I didn't know. Of that. course, it did. And like, Elvis yes, fine. did say Elvis, but was there an Elvis one? I didn't see Elvis that one. one. I think Love or something. I can't remember. There's weird ones. But dude, how you been? It's good to connect with you here on the Ministry of Slam again. It's been the last time we spoke to you was uh, during a mega heat wave for SummerSlam 1992. Yes. Well, no, that was appropriate, wasn't it? Because yeah, it was SummerSlam, boring. so we needed a yeah. heat wave. And now it's Halloween, and we've got a heat wave. Yeah, kind of. In Germany, anyway. It's still really warm here. Yeah, it's supposed to get warm here as well. Uh, I think next week. It's nice though. I want it. To, I want it to be cold. Oh. Bring on the winter. Uh, yeah, I like autumn. I don't mind a little bit of autumn sun. I guess. Yeah, the autumnal. Yeah, Indian summer. Indian summer, they say. Yeah. yeah. But it's good to connect, man. Good to connect with you here. I'm sure everyone's yes. happy to, to hear you here on the Ministry Slam. If anyone's new, who's uh, new to listen to Ministry Slam, or checking out the show, Martin and me were on one of the original incarnations of Ministry Slam when we were an audio show way yep. back when. I think there was five of us sitting around a desk. Yeah, back, uh, back when I edited Fighting Spirit magazine, yeah, was yeah. writing about wrestling and killing myself. Uh, an industry that ultimately I didn't enjoy. <laughs> oh dear, that's not good. Uh, no, no, this, that's how it works, isn't it? It's like you you work yourself to the bone, and I fell out of love with wrestling, and it was only after leaving Fighting Spirit I found my love for it again. So. That's a cool way to think about it. Yeah, I, I I I can appreciate that on levels for things I've done as well. Really, I think uh, you know you bust your nut for many many things, and then. You come out the other end, you think actually no, I do, I do like this on on the other side, and yeah, I'll skip exactly. that. Exactly. But yeah, man. So today, this is Martin's choice to review. I messaged Martin as we were getting up to Halloween. I was like, Mart, we need to review a, a Halloween Havoc, Martin. And I said, What do you want to do? Pre Hogan, Red and Yellow Hulk Hogan, or NWO Hulk Hogan? And Martin was like, it Doesn't matter what era of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and I, I, like, I think I, it was it was basically what about the one. That everyone thinks is great because of the Eddie Ray match. Yes, that was that was my literal suggestion. And then we looked it up. Ninety like, eight? No, ninety seven. <laughs> and it, that's, this is what, this is why we're doing it. What's uh, the official title? What's the official title? Uh, oh, uh, snap into the madness. Halloween it's, Havoc nine nine seven. Slim Jim, Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Yeah, and the, the tagline is snap into the madness. <laughs> Did you snap into the madness? Have you ever eaten a Slim Jim in your life? I would never eat a Slim Jim if you paid me. Are they not pe- pepperamis? It's just pepperami, isn't it? Yeah. But I've never been into that either. So. But could you not snap? I don't think you could snap a pepperami, could you? You bend it. Because it's a bit of an animal. So is Randy Savage lying to us all those years? No, I think I think it's because the mechanically recovered meat that they make it from in America is, is so brittle that you can just snap mm. it up. Sounds delicious. Sounds mm, delicious. Tasty. Um, perfect Halloween treat. Oh, dear. Perfect <laughs> treat or slim. Let's go for a night out and eat loads of processed 
hard meat that snaps. Well, you, you go round and you collect candy, and that's what you get. Yeah. It sounds gross, mate. It sounds gross. But mine, before we start, I, 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 I've got this and I've not opened it yet. So I'm going to do kind of like an unboxing here. I ordered okay. this off of off of um, the Information Superhighway. It's of the time. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a packet of, of clothing. I've never even... Oh, please, please tell me you've bought Rey Mysterio's onesie Mask. that you're going to wear. No, I just, I just sniffed that. Um, oh. Here we go. So this is a top I've bought from 1998, so a few months later. Oh, it's a WCW top, so we'll look into it. So here we go. It's it's denim, which is awesome. That's I, a good start. I've not even seen it yet. It's denim. And it's a oh, look at this from 1997. An NWO Wolfpack denim shirt, Martin. That So, so explain to me why it says uh, for NWO life. I don't know. The word, I was going to wear it for this review, but it does smell. Um, it, it's got holes in the back. It doesn't even look... I mean, you say it's denim. De denim is not that material. I think it is denim. It's uh, it's uh, from Three Rivers, made in Mexico, of USA components. <laughs> okay. Components. Yeah, it's got, got some holes. In. That looks... That looks... I don't think it's got holes in, Mark. I think that's... Oh, it has got holes in. Oh, God. It's mouldy. It, it's gross, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that looks revolting. <laughs> and like I said, it's the wrong way around. It doesn't say NWO for life. It says for NWO life. That's stupid. But you know what the you know the big bonus is? This is this is shirt number one. The guy sent me two of the same shirt. So get ready, Mark. Here we go. The, the second unboxing of this stinky old NWO shirt. Let's see what this one's like. What are the holes like? It's exactly so oh god, it's even worse. Here we go, mine. It's the same. <laughs> it's the dust. fact that it doesn't have any sleeves. Oh, that's got even more holes in the front. This is shit. Why did I buy this? Oh my god! <laughs> Were they worn? They smell, Are they worn they by smell. a wrestler? Does it smell of Diamond Dallas Page? He, well, he, he did wear a lot of denim on this show. Um, he did. NWO for NWO life. For NWO life. Yeah. Oh, it stinks, mate. I need to. I'm not going to wear that because it's really horrible. I, I don't need to get dressed up for Halloween. Ugh, I feel like I've ingested some some of 1998 WCW into me. You've just breathed in 1998. Uh, <laughs> horrible. That was gross. Um, but there we go. That was a, a live unboxing. I didn't tell mine I was going to do that. Um, pretty pretty rubbish, to be fair. That was a waste of money. Um, anyway, so Martin, should we get into this big pay-per-view from 1997? Yeah. October 26th, 1997. From the MGM Grand Garden Arena with an attendance of 12,457. It is Hall oh, Slim Jim Presents Halloween Havoc 1997. Snap into the madness. Uh, so did you watch this way back when, Mark? Uh, no. Were you I watching WCW? I used to get it on a uh, scramble vision thing. Yeah. I, I had WCW Worldwide, right. which was uh, the, the thing that came on on Saturday afternoons randomly on ITV, but After it was Baywatch. a permanent oh. fixture. You had like music games and videos yeah. at like 12, and then about three o'clock in the afternoon, you might get WCW Worldwide, but it was never a permanent thing. It was never like, oh, this is definitely going to be on every week. It was like... Oh, it's wrestling this week. Now there's no wrestling because they'd have football or something stupid. Were we not watching Nitro on Cartoon Network though at this time in England? Uh, no, because I did not have any of those oh, channels. I did not okay. have Sky or anything like that. So I think so. it was on Cartoon Network over here. But again, it was one of those like, on Friday night Cartoon Network things. And yeah, 97, so I would have been 14. But this was, 
around the time when, again when it was still quite difficult to watch WWE, uh, WCW I think yeah. it was easy you know, to watch just, but hard to watch or I don't know I just started university so I don't think I even had a television right I had a television but not a TV license so right I was, watching, I was playing games bloody TV license you shouldn't have a license to watch wrestling you should be able to watch it watch it whenever you want you know? exactly BBC exactly. doesn't even show wrestling so why are you having to have a license to watch wrestling bloody rubbish yeah it was unbelievable um, yeah no i did so i didn't see this live but i have seen it before oh right yeah i have, I have obviously watched it in the course of my other exploits so re-watching it again did bring back some i mean memories makes it sound like they were pleasant mm. <laughs> it wasn't pleasant now I've got, I've got a question to ask Martin, and I'll answer it maybe at the end of the review. But at the starting video for this for this whole event, the voiceover man goes, "The fate of the wrestling world will change forever." Now, yes. t- now let's find out. Twenty five years later, do we think it changed forever? At the end of the review, we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, I don't know if it I did. I need to. I think we need to go through it and find out if it did. Some something's changed forever, but it's not wrestling. No, that's for sure. <laughs> No, but yeah, this was the uh, second Halloween Havoc at the MGM Grand Arena. They, they also did it the year before. And uh, the year before had 10,000 people there. This one had 12,000. So obviously improved amount of people. Uh, another 2,000 extra people there. That's quite good. I all think of them quite... wearing, all of them with like mullets. And there were like Bro women. Dudes. They didn't all wear that shit. All of them It was hideous. They, they were like mullet guys. A lot of people wearing like shirts. Yeah, yes. Like, as in not t-shirts. Denim like, shirts. Literally like, yeah, like just nice shirts. Like, why are you there? And all the people in the front row look bored out of their fucking minds. They must have been corporate so, Vegas people, I reckon, yeah, on that front was some row. lady with a power suit who yeah. just sitting there with her legs crossed. It's just like, she looks bored out of their There mind. was a guy on the, um, looking at the ring, the left side of the ring. He had a massive sort of tie-dye Papa Shango shirt on and he kept on bringing yes. out toys. He had like a yeah. Pez dispenser and then he had a Halloween Havoc toy car. They kept on going to him all the time on the camera. It was very bizarre. He had, I don't know why he was wearing the Papa Shango thing, but he had like, they tried to zoom in on like the kind of rock and sock oh, wrestling was, yeah. thing yeah. where he was clicking it and the wrestlers were going, yeah. It's like, what, what is that? <laughs> it was a bit weird. Um, but... I'll tell you what was weird. Let's, let's start right from the start. Very, very early on, but as it progressed, it got worse. Please, for the love of God, who put Dusty Rhodes oh, on the Because he was the worst commentator in the history of the world. You know, if there's anyone who's, you know, I, I get that commentating involves, you know, talking about what's going on in the ring, but nothing he said made had any substance. Okay. It was just words. Well, His whole intro about, oh, this is going to be a fight. It's like, yeah, that's kind of wrestling. That's, that's It, it was terrible. Uh, really, I mean, there's, this is there's definitely a rose-tinted glasses situation on on uh, this period of time. I, I sort of like look at this NWO WCW time with quite a lot of rose-tinted glasses, but again, none of it makes sense. Why wasn't any of the WCW guys helping anyone? And uh, we're gonna fight them. We gotta beat them. Come on, come on, WCW. They're sort of talking about like Dusty, especially. And there's no one really helping each other out. It, it was a bit bit weird, really. I think it was a. It's you say rose tinted glasses. It's almost like a window into the, a different era. Obviously, mm. it is. But honestly, if you had taken the number off of the end of this show 
and not told me when it was. Yeah. Obviously, some things give it away, like the existence of the NWO and stuff. Yeah. But if you hadn't told me when this show was, I would have probably said late 80s, based on the way that the crowd was dressed, Right. based on the haircuts of the referees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bow tie guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, this is not, you know, nearly the 2000s. This is not the turn of the millennium. This is... Awful. Yeah, because there's a lot of these you hear on the, a lot of these um sort of wrestling podcast, you know, Bischoff and all these other guys do their shows, and you know, oh, we want to be modern, we want to be modern. This seems like so far away from like, you know, year two thousand sort of uh, you know Triple H Mick, Mick Foley sort of like you know that yeah. sort of WWF you know that that vibe that it was. I know mean, it's four years, four years goes super fast, man. I mean, in mm. you know, I think that's twenty eighteen. I mean, wrestling hasn't changed a lot since 2018 in the, in compared like nowadays you know from 2022 when we're recording this but then from 97 to say four years later it just seems like a completely different this seems like you yeah. say really really old it doesn't it seems yeah. a little bit more advanced than summer slam 92 that we watched a few 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 months yeah ago. yeah no i'll go with that but i mean at the same time it's it's like it really feels like the whole like it, it just felt like old-fashioned America, you know, like yeah. America stuck in a bubble of, you know, people that, it, you know, that it looked like there were yuppie types sitting in the crowd and stuff. And it's like, that's, that wasn't 97. That was, it was. But so maybe weird. that was Vegas, the Vegas setting. And it was the, and it was the, Could've you been. know, the corporate Vegas people who were there for like weekends away and, you know, yeah. went to it that show. Weird. Because I it, think it really felt more old fashioned than than it was. Well, I think they made a mistake if those are corporate people who weren't that bothered in power suits and yuppie sort of mullets and things, um, putting them on the hard camera side. They should have had the because all the dude bros in their NWO shirts with the sleeves off were like, yeah, come on, in the mullet. You know, they're they're, they're wrestling mullets. They were on the they were on the near side because yeah. you could see them. You know, skipping ahead to the main event, you could see them in the because ca- the door to the cage was on the near side. <laughs> Cage. And when there was all action going around there, you could see like them flexing. All yeah, come on. Yeah. The they should have. They should have been on the other yeah, side. Yeah, that would have been wicked. That would have been wicked, man. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, it was a strange event. Um, again, it does. It, yeah, Dusty was terrible. Shivani is great as he is, and Bobby Heenan not as good as Bobby Heenan in uh, WF not 1992. Bobby Heenan seemed to be lost for words a couple of times. Some of the things he like retorted with. Yeah, when he was like snapping back at, at Tony Schiavone were just not funny, well, which must... is weird because Heenan's normally really good. It probably was a bit weird for him though, because of course he was normally the heel uh, commentator, but of course he has to kind of be a good guy commentator because otherwise he'd be cheering for the NWO. Yeah, yeah exactly. He was. He was. There was one point where he was talking about this is WCW, and it's like, like he was representing WCW yeah, as well, yeah. which made him a good guy, and he's not a good guy. Even, no. He even referred to weasels and. Tony Giovanni pointed at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, I tell you what I did part. like, the setting of all the guys. They wore the Halloween Halloween, Halloween Havoc polo shirt and mm. the, they had the background behind them. Wrestling needs to do that more. I prefer the commentators, like AEW, for instance, you're looking at them straight on with stuff behind, you know, just looking at a, yeah. a DraftKings board. Them. It's rubbish. Yeah. They should en- en- enter these shows with, you know, the guys with their backs to the crowd going, welcome to uh, AW Dynamite. I mean, it'd be wicked. Yeah, so you You'd get see a the good event. view. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can see the stuff that's going on. I Cause, mean, because the thing is, they've got screens. They don't need to be able to see the ring. 
No, or they can just turn around something, can they? Uh, some walk around the table for the commentary and just see it, like, and then spit, spit. They used to have it for Nitro, didn't they? they used to face fade away, uh, face away, didn't they? Actually, yeah, they always had the crowd behind them, always, because yeah. you could. They had that big kind of metal frame, and then you could see them behind. It's interesting, though. Some things you could, I suppose, maybe through this, we should look at look at this and think: Is there things they could take and still use in wrestling in twenty twenty two? That is definitely one I thought that they could put into wrestling in 2020 they don't do it enough uh i'll keep saying on mos like different aesthetics and different you know like i watched a gcw show briefly uh when moxie went against nick gage and it was like they wrestled down on a pier and i guess difference is smaller but like you see the skyscrapers and the floodlights pointing down on the ring and there's the, the i think it was like the beach was out there's different aesthetics and if like aew or raw or smackdown did that with well, the well, looking well, at the raw, crowd brilliant raw and smackdown at least have you know their their ring side so basically, whenever there's a shot of the commentators, yeah. there's always a crowd behind them. Yeah. And NXT do a thing where when they're talking to camera, they're never sitting at the table. Yeah. They're always sitting with the ring behind them, which means you can see all of the crowd. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's only AEW that is basically the outlier here, really. Yeah, they just, maybe they well from, from the big from the big lot. Maybe they I've not watched s- Impact for so long. Though. No, I don't think many people do anymore. Uh, they bound for glory the other week. Uh, I'm not going to watch that. Who cares? No, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, the first match we had here, Mark, uh, going into this was um, they brought Mike Tanay out for commentary, who I thought was really he was all right. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh look, here's Mike Tanay. He's turned up for a bit. Just because he knew more than dusty, dusty roads, I guess. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, because um, obviously Mike Tanay is the expert on Japanese wrestling. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. But we had uh, Yuji Nagata, Nagata, with Sonny versus Ultimo Dragon, and uh, Sonny Ano doing a so selfie. First yeah. guy to do a selfie. Great. This match made me so happy because I have obviously watched a lot of New Japan. Yeah. Over the last few years, um, and Nagata is old. He is an old man, and it's difficult to watch him doing the same match over and over again and being increasingly slow yeah but then getting the respect from the young kids and stuff but it was really cool to see him because he would have been in his 30s yeah in uh in this match and yeah prime nagata was just yeah so it great. reminded me of actually seeing him wrestle at rusev or uh miro a little bit yeah yeah i can see that he, reminded he, me of he was quite a, he was quite a brute he yeah. was quite a big guy so but him, i mean ultimate dragon is always awesome he is always awesome. I, I was surprised. This is the weird thing. It's like Nagata, you can see it. He's obviously aged. That's the thing. Ultimo Dragon, that does, yeah, obviously the mask helps, but he doesn't look any different. No. He still looks like that now. Yeah, I know. Oh, Mark, on the set, didn't you not think the set, that was from the game, wasn't it? NWO, WCW Revenge. It was exactly, it looked exactly like that yes. when they would walk out. It looked really cool, man, that yeah. game. That was it cool. Was, uh, it did make me want to go back and play. It did as well, yeah. For me, I was like, wow, that looks so cool when they'd come out on the set and they'd walk out. That's what I did like, actually, the different sets. Uh, before, Yeah, obviously, we've sort of gone back on ourselves, but the set of when they'd walk out and then there'd be the screens and it looked like Halloweeny with the big skull. That was like a, a little bit of a sting mask, wasn't it? A little bit, I guess. I don't know, like a weird demon yeah. mask with red eyes. Yeah, they did. Smoke would come out of that. and f- yeah, Nearly everybody got pyro as well. Yes, most people did. Most people did, which was yeah. quite cool. But yeah, the match was... Was what it was, I guess. You knew Yuji Nagata definitely reminded me, yeah, of Rusev, uh, Miro. Sorry, I thought he was, it was all right, it was all right match, yeah. I guess. It was good. There was, I felt like this pay per view was in three different parts for me, um, in a way that I sort of explain it as I go on. 
but this was a good opening match, I thought. Nine minutes, 42 mark. Yeah, but it wasn't really... I mean, you know, they didn't really make much of a thing of it. No. You know? And it's the same... It will happen with the second one, which was unadvertised. Yeah. Because obviously they realised they needed space filling. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. It was a solid match. I was surprised that Ultima Dragon lost. Yes, and um, Sonny Ono came in and kicked him afterwards, didn't he? Trying to, but they normally they manage each other, don't they? He was normally managing Ultimate Dragon. Mm. Yeah, um, no, it was it was good. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, not really much to say about it. It's difficult it. It because there's not really any stories going into these matches, and the vibe, they no, there's there's nothing, and and also the vibe from the commentators was just about the match, and you can say it's a good match. I think when we watch, say like. Um, SummerSlam 92, and I'll go back to that because last time we were on on sort of the air together, uh, the characters were so bold, weren't they? You know, yeah. Earthquake, Legion of Doom, Money Inc., you know, and... and well, Everything had a story, like yeah. exactly what you said. Everything had a story, everything had a point. And we started off, we, you know, it took like three or four matches until we got to one where there was actually a point to it. Yeah. Which is great because it meant that the commentators were focusing. I mean, Dusty was shit, but they, they were, the commentators were focusing on the action in the ring. Yes. Which is going to, is going to be a sticking point as we, well, there was know. a turning point and well, I guess we'll get to it because I think you're feeling the same as me. So the next match we had was Chris Jericho versus Gado, a uh, new Japan booker Gado. Yeah. Yeah. That's that again, watching Gado when he was young, not bald, didn't have a beard, isn't the New Japan booker. <laughs> just just blonde haired Gado. And Jericho they started talking about well. his they started talking about his partner, uh, Jado. And I'm like, oh yeah, brilliant. I love this. I thought that was quite cool actually. You know, you got those like Japanese wrestlers over here. But it was again not appreciated, I think, at the time. It was appreciated in the wrestling sort of media or media or wrestling fans a little bit but there was obviously you know they were going for the mass audience at this time so many people watched wrestling back then they were just tuning in to see hulk hogan weren't they and the nwo they didn't care about this sort of stuff um yeah, i will i'll tell you what did confuse me though because i actually didn't realize it until maybe about 20 minutes before we started because i said to i mentioned it to debs because we watched it together um they changed chris jericho's music yes on the network so that he yeah. has his millennium music yeah. In 1997, before he's left WCW for WWE. Yeah, licensing, I guess. Mm. And Because last night I was like, oh, he's got that music. Isn't that really cool? And it's only the, tonight I was like, hang on a minute. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Because so, he was still lying the heart, Chris Jericho. He was. How is he still walking and still wrestling now after that sort of Hurricane Rana when Gato sort of dropped him and he landed right yeah. on his neck? Oh, my God. He landed course. so hard on his face. And he was bleeding at the end as well. Although I did... Um, Something that I noticed, because um, right, so so AEW Jericho, he's obviously a little bit out of shape, yeah, a little bit out of shape. yeah, a little bit, yeah. but he's old, so yeah. that's fine. But he's got this massive crevice <laughs> in the middle of his chest, <laughs> which I'm like, it looks awful. But then you watch this match, and it's like, hang on a minute, he's got better pecs, but he's still got this massive crevice in the middle of his chest. Yeah. So yeah. that is not because he's out of shape now. He's always had that. You just yeah. didn't notice it because he had good pecs. He hasn't got such good pecs now. No, he has uh, pancakes, like Ric Flair pancakes <laughs> attached to his chest. Which again is the weird thing about wrestling. We're here talking about a man's chest right now. Yeah. It's such, such a well, weird, wrestling is such a weird media. It's brilliant. I would rather talk about that. We'll, we'll get to the... We'll get to the Disco Inferno match later. 
Oh, good. That's right. <laughs> man. But yeah, no, that match was was good. I guess it was it was no, it was a good match. I think these first three matches were good. Well, first two were good matches, and then we went into in theory what this whole pay per view is known for. Really, in in what is known as an all time wrestling classic match being a Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero, a title versus mask for the Cruiserweight Championship. What a match, Martin. I mean, I, dude, I don't think I'd seen this in highlight form, but to sit down and actually know I've got to talk about it a bit later. Dude, this was... I was glad Mike Tate was there as well because it made Dusty shut up. Dusty didn't have as much space to talk. And at least with Mike Tate, if he knows stuff, he doesn't know stuff, it focused on the match. But man, these guys, this was... For me, better than Dominic. This was a better match than all that Dominic stuff they did in WWE 10 years later as a it, match. It made me, honestly, it made me miss Eddie. Yeah. This is the kind of match where you watch it and even right from the second he steps out with the most nonchalant, like, I don't give a fuck. I've got this title. It's over my shoulder. I don't care. Yeah. I'm just going to walk to the ring. It, you know, he was so good. He was so good at what he was. He knew what he was. It was just great. And it was like they were, they were flying around, but it had story to it as well. It wasn't just yeah. flying around. Um, well, Eddie didn't do that much flying around. No. He did some stuff, but it was because Ray was bouncing all over the place like a fucking you know spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie kept it a lot more grounded. He was a lot more vicious. It was just, it was such a good match. And the constant tearing at the mask and the yeah, fact that yeah. Ray, Ray's mask was deliberately part of the bodysuit so he couldn't rip it off him. But he ripped a little just, bit and it got added to the story. It ripped a little bit to show his eye. And it, oh, yeah. it was brilliant. It was so good. Um, Just, yeah, the whole vibe of this match, it's a legendary match. And this would stand up for anything today. This would stand up for anything in the last 20, 30 years, I think, as a wrestling match. Um. Man, it's unbelievable Ray Mysterio is still going as well. And he's, he's actually still pretty good as well. It's weird, though, because at the end of the match, he was, like, talking directly to the camera right before Eddie smacked him in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't sound right. He It did not sound like Ray Mysterio at all. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe someone else under a mask. I'm being shown a picture. What's this? Oh, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's okay. cool. Yes, that's cool. Um, so, no, no, I, it was... Um, he didn't sound like Rey Mysterio and it made me wonder sort of, you know, was there a, and it didn't really look a bit like him as well. It, it made me wonder if there was like a kind of Paul McCartney, Eddie, uh, Rey Mysterio died and they replaced him. Oh my God. <laughs> Find out. I mean, he, he did, yeah, he wore a different sort of mask, didn't he? And then had eye makeup on, which is a bit strange, isn't it? As well, it doesn't it really have just, that. I don't know. It was weird. It didn't sound like him at all. Maybe he was ill. What was, um, what was great about yeah like you said about eddie's like the methodicalness of in methodicalness how methodical he was yeah. uh is methodicalness a word it's not is it uh methodical nature Meth- the methodical nature of eddie guerrero's uh yeah. wrestling but then he, if he wanted to he could turn it on and go just a million miles an hour if he wanted to but then he'd slow yes. it right down again and just be the heel and man like, i don't i don't think when he was around at the time you know, and people who listen to these, this um, Ministry of Slam, you know, my, like my, my sort of wrestling fanhood, I don't think I really appreciated how good Eddie Guerrero was. Exactly. You don't miss what you've got until it's gone. He mm. was so good. So good. And it's, it's just such a pity. But then saying that, it's like, if he was still here, 
would he have done a, a flair? Would he have done a Hogan? Would he have just yeah. stayed welcome? Would he still be doing stuff? You know, it's, it's just, I mean, cause not being funny, I'm not a massive Ray fan. Not, not modern Ray. No, not, not modern Ray. Although this Dominic stuff is, is interesting. It's quite, oh, I like, I like that, but I like it because it's all designed in order to get Dominic over. So he can yeah, take yeah, over yeah, the mantle yeah, yeah. when it's time. But the thing is, it's like modern Ray. Now he's just, so by the numbers he he knows what he can do because he's obviously broken and but maybe that's because he's in the fed if he was somewhere else he might have a bit more yeah, leeway who yeah. knows yeah but but what a, what a match but seriously seriously this you know i i can see why i suggested this this card yeah um i think we should have probably agreed to stop watching after this match <laughs> eddie was jacked as well absolutely ginormous ginormous yeah. man everyone thought of him as a small guy back then Ginormous yeah. bloke. I mean, bigger than wrestlers you get these days, like you know, like Wardlow style. Ginormous, ginormous he, guy. He big. And his his like really like slick, greasy shit hair. Yeah, yeah. Dominic, Dominic's hair. Dominic's copping his hair. It's really good. But um, Deb. So I mean, if you're listening to a show like this, you know you've seen this match. You know, if you haven't seen this match yet, go and see it, guys. You know, trust oh, us. If you haven't seen this match. match. Go and see this. But Jan- chances are, if you listen to this show, you've seen this match or heard of this match. Um, but then watch it, watch it again anyway. Yes, yes, totally. Actually, good shout. Yeah, I would. I mean, because this is like, well, this is the end of the first part of the pay-per-view for me because after this match, you went to Bischoff and Hogan in a black and white interview segment and they're like, we're not going to wrestle unless you can guarantee Sting won't come and get me. And then... It was the shittest... It was terrible. Like, kind of, it wasn't was... even... It didn't even seem like it was scripted. It no. was just them talking bullshit. Yeah. And also, like, Hogan was into this whole phase of his career where it was, you know, he wasn't... He was arrogant, but he it wasn't the same kind of the same same arrogant hogan it was like oh i'm doing it for the fans and making excuses and all this bullshit and it just wasn't wasn't right no it was cosmetically he looked good i think as he still looked like hulk hogan didn't he i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like this whole this 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 segment in theory killed the paper for the next hour and something 20 minutes yeah because yeah. they would come back from this moment and you've got oh there was another section with deborah saying she's got a secret guy who's going to fight Steve McMichael. And Michael's like, I want my stuff. You've got my credit card. so uncomfortable. Yeah, it because was. Because it's like, they're clearly the worst actors in the yeah. world. And it's like, if this was real, you'd just be getting divorced. Yeah. You wouldn't be doing this shit. No, no. Right, right, rest is batty. It's this paper you put in two ex-husbands and wives together in, on screen to play roles together. It's a bit, bit weird. Uh, maybe they're still friends. But um, uh, yeah, this wasn't... Um, this wasn't so yeah so this hulk hogan and eric bischoff thing happens and then for the next hour the commentators are just talking about hulk hogan bischoff and hogan not wrestling in the main event you've got michael and alex wright uh, alex wright who is deborah's guy uh, representing deborah to fight michael they don't even talk about him and he's doing all his alex wright sort of stuff they're not even talking about it i don't think they actually talked about anything that was going on in the match until about halfway through the match yeah when alex Wright dropped him for the tombstone dropped michael for the tombstone yeah it was it was literally this is the point where they were so determined to get over the whole hogan's not going to wrestle yeah 
you know, it, it's just literally that's all they talked about. They did not mention yeah. any of the action, and it was absolute bullshit. It was terrible, dude. I didn't. I don't understand why they did because, like, when you go to a live wrestling event, you don't have the commentary, of course. But when the commentary's there and you're watching in the event on telly or like we are on the network all these years later and the commentators are not focusing at all on the match you're distracted your, your brain is being pulled two ways you're like well i'm listening to these guys but i'm, I'm watching something completely different mm. it was really confusing and it was it was just terrible it was like what's happened because it started off with three proper wrestling matches and then it was it went off this cliff of just this is pretty shit now and it, yeah I don't know what they were thinking. It's like, I mean, is this Hogan's ego? I mean, I love Hulk Hogan, as everyone, like people know. But was it Bischoff not knowing what he's doing? It was mad. It was, it was really horrible. It took away from everything that came after, and like everything, because even to the point where, you know, they did the well. It comes later, but they did the JJ Dillon bit where he's like, "No, oh, you are going to wrestle, and we've mm. done a contract." At which point, then they just start talking about the fact that. Hogan is going to wrestle and there's no way out of it and it's like for fuck's sake shut up terrible I mean people pay for the pay-per-view they've already got their money and the people in the audience maybe didn't even see the backstage stuff because they weren't even reacting yeah. to it at all no, um, I mean to be fair though this match you know Mongo is just awful yep. the fact that he was ever in the Four Horsemen is just disgusting because he's terrible <laughs> it's um, weird you know coming out doing the Four Fingers and it's like dude you you literally aren't even good enough to shine the shoes of the original no it was terrible what are you doing so and and the fact that they didn't really make any big deal about the fact that deborah just came out with alex right (laughs) (laughs) he just comes out and they're like oh alex right and then he starts doing his dancing because obviously music kicks in which is just It was great though all the crowd they were loving his music people were dancing it was that was great just this folks on random blokes in the crowd yeah, just weird people doing the wrong, like doing it really badly. Yeah. Like Alex Wright has got style and movement and these people are just like, you know, hillbilly hicks. Wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. And and the thing is, I don't, I genuinely didn't remember the twist. I genuinely didn't remember the twist. No. Um, and, when it, and when it happened. Not talking about Alex Wright's dance move. Talk about the wrestling oh, no. match. We're talking about the fact that towards the end of the match, Bill Goldberg just came in and kicked the shit out of everyone. Yeah, and like and Charles With, Roberts is like right behind him. He doesn't even turn around. He's like, oh. The, the worst refereeing in history. <laughs> yeah. Because it's literally like Goldberg does a really shit spear on McMichael. Yeah, and that's not because Goldberg can't do a spear, although he can't. Um, it's because Mongo McMichael just doesn't know how to take it. Yeah. Um, and they fall and Mongo's head hits Charles Robinson's leg. Still can't turn around. No, nothing happened. No, I'm arguing with this woman over here. <laughs> and then and then the replay afterwards, because they, they carried on and he did the jackhammer and he did the stuff and then picked yeah, act right up and put him on the on top of him and pinned him and stuff. The fact that the replay, they showed the replay, and you can see Charles Robinson looking over his shoulder and going, No, no, it's not time to look this way yet. Yeah, I know. No, I've got to carry on arguing with Deborah. It was just terrible it, it was rubbish oh, it, it's so mad how you can go from Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero a classical and the other two matches before that which are pretty good as well yeah, to yeah. then this shit uh, and, and and Bill Goldberg like roaring about how he's got the ring now as though that means anything yeah, yeah. and was, just like <sighs> yeah we he was so literally angry. like doing his best to look bad not Everyone bad it's just crowd went mental oh. for him 
It was awful. He'd be champion. you like, I'm a bad guy now. Look at me. Oh. Was he a bad guy? But then he turned babyface again because he punched Alex Wright as well, didn't he? Which was funny. Yeah. I did like that bit. Well, no, no. He, he did that because he showed that he could destroy everyone. But the thing is, like, I'm on Deborah's side now, so I'm clearly a bad guy. Oh. You all love Mongo. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, yeah. It was shit. Yeah, not very good. That, again, and then all that the, the, the commentators are not even talking about uh, the match or go, they, they started talking about Goldberg. That's the only thing they did talk about yeah. a little bit. Well, once Goldberg came out, they actually started talking about the match, and that yeah. was it. And that was it. And then uh, we went to a match which I uh, found out that the uh, Nevada State Commission didn't want this match to happen, so that's why they were saying that you couldn't strike. Jacqueline or all these I wonder why because it was like maybe they had taste yeah it was terrible like just Disco Inferno running around do you know how long this match was not counting the intros Disco <sighs> versus Jacqueline oh right hang on are we talking about how long the action lasted or how long the actual from match the bell lasted? went to the end of the end of the, the, the I'm starting bell 15 minutes 9 minutes it was it felt like about a week. I think Disco just done a drop toe hold didn't, it? didn't he and that was about he it did, he did a drop toe hold and he did a hit I want to say he did a hip toss. Uh, yeah, and then but she landed on her feet. It was just right. The the fact that he spent so long running around the ring going, "This is shit." Is like, look, get to the fucking point. Yeah. Seriously, get to the fucking point. That I don't understand it, and I'm not. You know, okay, I understand it has a place, but Jesus Christ, what the fuck was Jacqueline wearing? The answer is not much. <laughs> Did, just... did her um, breast fall out and all the crowd yeah. oh replay that quick the yeah, and, they, and they made a big thing they actually talked about it on the yeah. commentary because because they were excited about the fact that a boob popped out <laughs> it's just like fully grown what? men oh my god it's a boob oh! yeah well, well we'll get to the, a worst example shortly yeah um, but it was just I mean great she won yeah that was that was good and stuff but it was it was just awful, you, you know, and they made such a big deal about, I mean, I get it. It's 97. It didn't happen back then. You yeah. Know, you know, China hadn't come along and, and dominated and et cetera, et cetera. But come on. It's weird, isn't it? It's got, you got the crossover of people like, you know, this neck, you know, there's not so much you can talk about this much really, but the neck, you know, the cross of this Jacqueline wrestling disco inferno, then you got like the next was Kurt Henning and Ric Flair, which is a very old school, style match and they're trying to it's this weird mid 90s mess of a time where it feels like they sort of want to be putting a woman on cv and being a bit more advanced thinking but then they're like no it's weird isn't it it's it's, it's yeah. it, it was it was like hennig and and flair was solid i suppose but it wasn't as good as then no i didn't think it was very weird good. because Again, it was that backwards time. Yeah. When Flair was the good guy and Mr. Perfect was always a bad guy. But, you know, it, it's like Mr. Perfect was with the NWO, but he wasn't really wearing the NWO stuff. Yeah, and he came out in Virgil of all people. Sorry, yeah. Uh, it's just, it was, it was such a weird match because it's like, what's the, th- this had a storyline, it had a point. Because obviously, you know, Henning had stolen his stuff. And smashed a cage yeah. in his face in full brew when Arn Anderson gave him his spot, didn't he? In the end of the day, Arn Anderson had to retire. So I'm going to give you my spot, uh, Kurt. And then there was full brawl. And then Kurt Henning smashed a full brawl, the War Games cage into Ric Flair's face. 
So it just it, it was weird. It's like were they they weren't even wrestling for the US Championship. It says but on here they were, but the uh, fact that the, the Flair was even going for the US Championship. Yeah. It's just and this was it was like fourth down on the card. Sixth out of nine matches. Yeah. It it made no sense that this was not higher up. Mm. You it, know? It just felt like they didn't they came, I don't know, like Flair was into it and he would do his Flair stuff and he was good as a babyface in this match. But I don't know, the, the crowd loved Flair, but it just seemed like it was a bit of a nothing match, it like a house messy. show match, a messy house yeah. show match that wasn't yeah. on a big it, it, event. It felt messy. It felt, do you know, also, see, this is another thing where the commentary fucked it up. Yeah. Um, They were still talking about Hogan. Yeah. Still, yeah. Still talking about Hogan. It was ridiculous. And they tried to. They were. They were talking about the fact that Flair was was being super aggressive towards Hennig and stuff. But they were passing it off as though the fact that that was happening because Flair was kind of flummoxed or you know agitated because Hogan wasn't going to wrestle. I know. And it's like that's not the reason for this. <laughs> no, because Flair was pissed off because of the. How he got the yeah. cage smashed in his face? Yeah, exactly. A month exactly. before, it, it was just—it was just so bizarre that they were trying desperately to tie everything into this main event. This is like Flair. I think he had this band. They mentioned in the commentary that he disbanded the Four Horsemen after this, um, but of course Mongo was still doing the Four and things like that. But it was like Flair, WCW Flair versus—I know it was AWA cut hanging, but everyone thinks of him as Mister Perfect, don't they? And. This should have been a much bigger match of the time. I think. I feel you know, these guys were like like solid together, weren't they? For that WWF run, like three or four years before, weren't they? And then that, that was Flair's last match on Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really strange. Just felt like it. It just felt like a bit of a house show match to me. Like it didn't feel like a big event. Like it should have been between these guys. No. Uh, wasn't. I wasn't very much into this match really. No, it was. It was not good. No, it wasn't. Well, okay, that's not true. It was better than what had come before. Yes, it was. It was a solid enough match, but for a big pay per view, it just felt lost and weird. For a Ric Flair cut heading match, it wasn't what you'd expect if you said that was on the on the on paper. What if you were to look at these nine matches on paper? You pick out that match, you'd be like, oh my goodness, that's gonna be a good one. But no, it was a bit, bit, bit of a fart in church. All farts they poop this match, maybe. I'd say. <laughs> there we go. So there we go, Mark. And next match, special guest referee, the living legend Larry Zabisco, Scott Hall versus rah, Lex Luger. Another one where it's like, look at me, rah. I never got Lex Luger. I never and understood. He just Lex screams Luger. all the time. It, you know, he. There were numerous people on this show where. They had like entrance music where you could just see Jimmy Hart, like someone saying, right, we need entrance music for this guy. Um, can you do something? And 20 minutes later, he's yeah. like, I've done it. It's finished. Yeah. It was like, it was the weird, well, I'll I tell you what was a weird one. Rewinding. Rey Mysterio's music. What the fuck was that? All about? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I liked Eddie's though. Eddie's was brilliant. But Lex Luger is just the most boring wrestler in the entire world it's like 
somebody's playing a wrestling game and they've gone to the create a wrestler thing. Yeah. They've given him a they've given him a ponytail and then gone, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, and just pumped up all the muscles to full fully max yeah. max muscles and everything, but all the rest make of the him moves. shiny, shiny, make him shiny, and put him in black pants. And Voice number it. one, rah, gets punched. Yeah. He goes rah when he punches something. Goes rah, same is exactly. Should be on over Lex Luger. Remember back in the day, Mark? I think when we were doing the original uh, MOS back in the day, we were saying when apps were a thing we were, I think I messaged you do you reckon we should try to do a wrestling soundboard app <laughs> I remember that I do yeah. I do remember that that's when yeah. apps were like a really big when they were new and I was I, like do you reckon you could do that I'd one? just done I'd literally just finished an, uh, an adult night school like course yeah, in remember, how to yeah. make apps <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, we got to get. I need to get Lex Luger rah, sound on the soundboard here because that would be quite good. Just rah, he makes the same noise. He's done it forever. Sounds like he's sort of semi vomiting, but just been kicked in the nuts, but also enjoying yeah. it a little bit. It was just so bad, and I mean, I didn't mind the twist, but it. I mean, the whole. I, I mean, I don't understand why Larry Zabisco was really there in the first place. I, I know it was storyline, but yeah, I mean, because he clearly didn't want to count Scott Hall. No, he clearly no, had no. no interest in in. And I'm like, come on, it's like how many times has a referee fucked up? I'm not, I'm and then it's just been well, I fucked up. Yeah, continue. I'm sorry. It's just it's just how it is. But he's a, he's a legend, though. He's the living legend. He's got the intelligence he's, he's allowed to watch to the say, screen. Yeah, he's allowed to say, bring up the replay. Yeah, all the, other the all the other referees are stupid. Ba yeah. If you don't know what happened, basically, I think, yeah, it's, uh, six X Puck, six Puck comes in and boots Lex Luger in the head. And then uh, Scott Hall does the outsider's edge on Lex Luger and pins him. Well, Larry Zabisco does the slow count. He does one, two, one, two and then he's like, oh, shit. And that's three. to do three. And then they're celebrating walking out the ring. I think Bishop had come down, Annie, and sort of started squaring up to Larry's Bisco a little bit. They're walking back down to the back to backstage, you know. So, hey, wait a minute. Bring up the replay. And then brings yeah. up the replay. Watch made, I'm starting this so, match again. Ten. What? One, two, three. Yeah, he was, he was like, this match is not over. You come back here. Scott Hall's like, no, bollocks. Until the guy starts <laughs> like saying one, him. two. And yeah. he's like, oh, my God, I've I'm got gonna, to run. I'm going to lose this pointless wrestling match. I've got to get back quick. <laughs> no stakes so I'm at gonna, all. I'm going to lose this pointless match that I've just already won. Yeah, with shenanigans. Damn it. Bloody Larry Zabisco. I, I tell you Larry Zabisco, though. He is the guy a little bit reminds me of the nwo and wcw in a way of course not because he was the commentator when scott hall first came down you know to do his uh, you know who i am but you don't know what i'm here good point so that voice is like is i know there's shivani and all the other guys at the time but zabisco for me is the voice of the start of the nwo invasion in a way it sounds weird you but think it's his fault uh, don't know. This, this trouble is mine watching all these old wrestling things. I have all these things. I'm like, oh, I love WrestleMania 18. Let me watch it. And I'm like, oh, I don't love WrestleMania 18 that much. Rose, <laughs> right. Everything is rose tinted. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that I, I, I feel quite proud of the fact that I managed to get the Ray match right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this is why we should be watching this because of this match. Yeah. But just. So many things are rose tinted now. You look back and you just think, oh, "I love that," and then you watch it and you're like, oh, "Actually, it's." But, I mean, some you know, some things never change. Okay, Earthquake's finishing move is always fucking brilliant when he sits with people. That's great. Okay, Eddie Guerrero is always amazing. Um, Randy Savage is brilliant all the time. I don't know what's going on with Randy Savage. I mean, we'll talk about that right now. 
because obviously the next match was uh, Randy Savage versus DDP in yeah. a. No, was it? Was it? It wasn't called the Last Man Standing. It was a Las Vegas sudden death match. Sudden death. Yeah, that's the thing. So sudden it's death like, is done. Not count to ten. Yeah, it's literally like you can't get up. You're done. Yeah, you're finished. Knockout match. Something. Yeah. Yeah, it was bizarre. But I mean, the fact that NWO Savage, I he doesn't really feel any different to Savage, no. apart from the fact that he's got less hair because you can clearly see his ball spot. It's playing second fiddle to Hulk Hogan again. Yeah, and it's it was. I mean, the way that he was interacting with the crowd was almost like a face. We kind of had I to mean, be yeah, a face because he's selling those Slim Jims, mate. It was just weird. I mean, the fact that he had the fucking snap to it. <laughs> snap to it, belt. Oh. Jesus Christ. I liked it, actually, because, of course, he's wearing, he's wrestling in the Slim Jim colours, the red and yellow Slim Jim colours. But when they'd done his promo with Miss Elizabeth backstage earlier on in the event, they made it black and white. So you thought he was wearing black and white end of row colours. But, of course, yeah. when he comes out. Um, Miss Elizabeth, uh, lovely looking lady in those clothes. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth was always nice. Elizabeth was always She's nice. lovely. But this is the thing. Once again, treated like treated like something she shouldn't have been treated like, and it's not really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's of the time, but so this is this is where we get to the the sticking point. Okay, Dusty Rhodes here went completely off the fucking rails. For some reason, he went crazy about someone being hit with a waitress tray. Yes, yes, yes. Which was bizarre. Because I think they went, they battled, this was the, so the, I was getting, because I said at the start, there was three parts to this event. And I think the first three matches were the part one. Then you went out, like Alex Wright, McMichael, Jacqueline Disco, Kurt Henning, Ric Flair were part two. And then the next, where they just didn't talk about the matches at all in the commentary. Part three were the Scott Hall, Lex Luger match. This match, and then the Hogan, uh, uh, Roddy Piper match, because the commentators then started talking about the matches again. But yeah, yeah Dusty went mental. All, yeah. Dusty suddenly decided to go mental about a, a waitress tray of some sort. Like he did, he but was we, he booking? He wasn't booking. It was Kevin Sullivan and Bischoff and all those guys, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was. But I don't understand it because Elizabeth got in and hit the referee, who had. If it was, was it Nick Patrick? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, Nick Patrick came in with the worst haircut I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life, and a massive mustache. <laughs> and Elizabeth hit. The referee, I think it might be the referee before him with some kind of plastic tray which shattered everywhere. Yeah. With Mickey J. Yeah. Mickey J. Um, and then Kimberly comes out. Okay, yeah. And grabs her by the hair, at which point all of the male commentators start going crazy because Whoa. they're watching two women, women fighting. fighting. Yeah. It's a cat fight. It's a cat fight. Oh We'd love God. to see this. It's a cat fight. And it's like, you only get this here in WCW where the big boys play. Yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> they just sort of just spinning around. She's just dragging her out down behind the... Uh... Yeah, all she did was grab her by her hair and yeah. pull, her down, pull her down the aisle. That's yeah. literally all she did. It's a cat fight. It's like, just stop. Please. Dusty was going absolutely crazy for this. He was. I and like was... this match, though, Mark. The match was good. This oh, was a really was good match. Brutal as fuck. It was really Absolutely good. Absolutely brutal. Although, another thing that got me, which made me laugh my ass off, was um, DDP gets Savage up and goes to hit the diamond cutter. Yeah. And Savage grabs the ropes, at which point DDP just basically falls over. Yeah. <laughs> because 
not you know that's not how the movie works and and tony shivani brands the diamond cutter the best move in our industry today <laughs> but you can see what happens if someone does it too near the ropes <laughs> and it's like that's that's bullshit just stop this there's a lot of hyperbole in wrestling of course because it's wrestling and i think they're even saying this had sixteen thousand people at this event and uh there's a the best wrestling move in our industry today um that's definitely not true but this match i think ddp says owes it to savage for you know making him become much more of a bigger star and i loved it how savage because he's a huge star at 1997. Huge star, huge star. I mean, he's snapping to a slim gym. His, you know, the papers, it's theory built around him. He's on the the, pay, the, the 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 poster for this event. And stuff like when he went for the elbow drop, he couldn't get up on the top because he'd been beaten up so much. He just fell down and done the elbow. He did do the proper one after that. But I thought it was brilliant how he just sold for DDP, made DDP look like such a big star. Because we know DDP now as, as DDP, the WCW guy. But at the time, he wasn't that guy, was he? He was the guy of Kimberly, the... The weird guy who'd done the the betting and the cigars and things like that, and yeah, it, it, was, it was brilliant. Him, him on the way up, it was him yeah. on the way up definitely, and it was it was a good you know of all the matches on the card, this was probably the second best one. I think so. Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed this match. I thought, oh, this was the match they dude where where there's the guy. So they go out to battle in the crowd, and there's all these these bros, these dudes, and they're battling in the crowd. And they're just before they get over to the rail where all the gravestones are, and there's like, the camera looking down on them fighting. And there's a guy there, and he just like just takes his shirt off. He's like, yeah, <laughs> and starts celebrating with his shirt off. And then, and then he sort of starts squaring it like, Look, yeah. And then when they get to the 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 the, the gravestones. The camera's looking back towards the crowd, and this guy's just standing at the rail with his shirt off. It's like, yeah, come on. With his shirt, just this tiny little weed, man. But it was brilliant. Just, he was just so inspired. Just, there's these men wrestling in front of me, and I'm going to take my shirt off. Yes. There, there are so many parts where you can see people realizing they're on the camera. Yes. And, yeah, and like to the, point, to the point where they're on the camera, and then the camera dips down. So they crouch down. And they're like, they're still there going, yeah, oh, camera. Like, yes. Brilliant. Like, and the funny thing is they probably couldn't uh, even look at it back on their phones or like today, these days, you know, no. you try and spot yourself back on the replay. They just, they'd have to wait six months for the, de- v- the video to come out to be able to see exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Was I on the video? Oh shit. Oh, I, shit, I wasn't no, on it. Wrong. My haircut was terrible then and it still is bad now. Got there was it. a guy in the crowd that looked almost exactly like IRS. That was, I saw that guy. I thought it was because he had an NWO yeah. shirt on. I thought I thought it was I thought it was IRS. That was at the well, start, IRS, wasn't it? You know. it was with yeah. the guy having the the rock and rock and robots thing. So it looked at him and then panned down. And I thought it was IRS at the yeah, front row. Yeah, yeah. but but no, I mean this no this match, this match was was fine. It was a good match. It was pretty brutal to be honest. Yeah. For some bizarre reason, DDP doesn't understand the concept of standing up without bending his legs because <laughs> he has to stand up with his legs locked straight. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of times he like he locks his legs straight, and then he has to push himself up with his hands. It's like yeah, that's yeah. Not how people stand up, but you know, okay. And there was a there was one part that annoyed me as well, because right, they were right. So both of them are down. Yeah, both of them are down. There are four instances of that. Four instances, three instances, three instances of that. Yeah, yeah. Where one of them gets up, and the count continues. So yeah. one of them gets up at like seven, and he's still counting. But the first time it's happens. Savage, like he gets to like eight, Savage stands up and then the referee just looks at him and goes, all right, I'm going to start again then. Yeah. And counts um, DDP to seven, which means that technically DDP's down, been down for like 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it's like, hang on a minute. That's, no, 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 no. He should be done. So, yeah. This was, annoying. this was, I liked, I mean, Eddie and Ray is on its own in this, in this, in this event. But man, this match, I really enjoyed this match. I really liked yeah. it because Randy Savage being, I love Randy Savage because he could still go then as well. He still was great. And DDP yeah. was, was new at the time. I wonder, I was wondering, you know, because of course, Orange Cassidy, when he wrestles, He's got probably got that flexi denim, which has got the you know the fabric that makes denim stretch. I wonder if DDP had that, or was it because was that around in the nineties? That, that existed. Oh man, that would have been chafy denim on him. Would really chafed. <laughs> chafy denim on DDP's knees. And... He didn't. Do you know what? Considering he was all taped up and he had his ribs done, they didn't do a huge amount of that. It was mostly just punching and kicking. And yeah, well, that led into the end, didn't it? Because a guy came down with a sting mask on. Who was it? Who was it? And walloped him with a bat. And it turned out to be Hulk Hogan. And, no, but no, did it though? That's the thing is, you I know, it obviously was. It was. we know it was. Yeah. But it was done so badly because it's like, it's a guy. It looks like Sting. That might be a wig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he hits him and then he goes away again. They don't do any reveal. No. They don't. Take a shot, which makes you go, hang on a minute. That's Pulls a it off. Wow, he's, uh, you yeah. know. Exactly. Great. It was literally like half, like about five minutes later, because Tony Schiavone's immediately going, that's not the sting I would know. You know, he yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then five minutes later, someone just happens and goes, oh, we heard he had, we heard that you could see Hulk Hogan's boots. It was Hogan. It's yeah. Like, that wasn't shown. You've literally just made that up. It seems like they, they sort of, when they, you know, they hit lightning in the got lightning in a bottle with the NWA very much. I mean, it exploded, didn't it, at this time? Massive. I mean, you can tell, even though we're watching it in retrospect 25 years later, this crowd at this time bloody loved the NWA. They were they were ginormous. This was huge, like crowd reactions for everything, pretty much. But it's just, it seems like with the writing and things like that, they just missed a few tricks for epic moments of yeah, Hogan could have pulled it off in his face or just little things yeah, they could have caught yeah. captured. Production and, stuff. Yeah. Production stuff. And, and it's the same. That also bleeds into the next match. Yeah, because the, the NWO music's playing. And then, it's yeah, Michael Buffer's there, isn't he? And then, I love, but again, Michael Buffer should still be in every wrestling event ever. It makes you pump for the, for the even though you've got Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan coming up. Um <laughs> it just makes you pump for it because it's it's amazing. It's he's so great. He's still about doing it now, isn't he? Yeah, but what? he's very much he's he's a icon of the nineties. Yeah, he's very much of his time. So it's just yeah. I mean, the thing that gets me about this last match, cage match. Um, what was that was cage? Cage that cage was fucking terrible. What was it? You know, it was it it was made of something that I don't know. I mean, it wasn't the the old blue steel. No, it was like a hell in the cell. It was outside the ring. It wasn't tied to the ring. Because it because it had a huge gap around the outside, it did feel like a hell in the cell. But yeah. what I didn't get was like they made this huge deal about this cage. And I must have blinked because I was watching it and it was fine. And the next minute they're outside the ring. And I'm like, what the fuck happened there? Where yeah, did they yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, like uh his name has escaped me. The referee. I nearly said Randy Watson, but that's not that's a Stick that's Johnson. A no. no, 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 I can't remember what it was. But it, basically, Randy Anderson. Refere- Sorry, Randy Anderson. No, 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 it doesn't matter. Uh, the referee suddenly just opened the door again. Yeah, and that's when all the As guys are like, say, going, yeah, "Yeah, I'm on the camera." He's trying to get them in. He's trying to get them back in the cage. At which point, you know, they're crotching each other on the. I did laugh at when uh, <laughs> when Piper bit Hogan's ass. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly the same moment. Yes, he Gross. bit his ass. That was funny. I'm like, you can but, bite my ass. And then he gave him a massive low blow. Yeah. yeah. Give him a massive low blow. Tricks that jokes on you. I haven't wiped my butt. I've got. <laughs> but no, they were like crotching each other on the ring rail and on the you know the guardrail, and it it just felt really weird that for a cage match that was a grudge match, they spent as much time outside the ring as they did inside the ring. It was very bizarre. Like aesthetically, these two look the part still, but yes. man, I don't know. Hulk Hogan after this had some okay, you know, the rock stuff, and I mean that was five years after this. Uh, you know, I had some other matches that were okay. But, like, this was bloody shit. This was shit. It was terrible. This was shit, it was, I I didn't get it. It's like, you know, Hogan didn't have the belt. Roddy had the belt, and he was getting a bit of a tantrum on. And yeah. then it was like, well, they weren't even trying to take it off him. It wasn't and, for the belt. It was just a match. And and then, no, that's the... And then they were, like, hitting each other and, and doing stuff, yeah. which didn't really feel like it mattered. And then it ended... I mean, I liked the bit when... Um, Hogan was leg dropping, leg, leg dropping him repeatedly yeah. and telling the referee to get in and get him and count it. Yeah, which is fine. Um, but then it ended on a sleeper. Yeah, Just... but that's obviously Roddy Piper's move, isn't it? But like, this is again production faux pas. They didn't really sort of say about the rules or how they. No, gonna... and and like suddenly there were four stings outside. Yeah, which it didn't made... say anything about who no. they were to do with. Was it? Sting? Yeah, is one of them? Is one of them actually Sting? Who were the others? Why yeah. are there false things? Yeah. It, it just, and there was no reveal on that front. No, it didn't then stop Rand, suddenly, Randy Savage turns up, runs past all of them, didn't matter. You know. Yeah, Randy Savage is suddenly in the ring despite the fact that the door is locked again. Yeah, I and mean, then this is it, how... Yeah, that, that looked like it hurt, though, when he jumped off my the God, top I mean, rope. people talk about Jimmy Snooker way back when, jumping off that cage and on with that uh, Snooker splash all those years ago. But my <laughs> God, this cage, if you haven't seen it, was a flimsy piece of shit basically yeah. and randy savage is unbelievably high i think he must have been about 15 16 foot up in the air that, Luckily, that cage it... was easily from the ground not count obviously to the ring the rings yeah. raised off the floor but from the ground to the top i don't think shivani was exaggerating when he said it was 20 feet high mental absolutely man it's moving around it's not secured at all randy savage climbs at the top luckily he's got like a cave we can hold where the ring is you know the cage has been uh raised from to the ceiling and he jumps off for a double axe handle and remember there's a gap though isn't there mark there's a gap there's about a, a probably four five foot gap between yeah. the cage and the ring and he jumps yeah. from 20 foot up with that gap and it bloody hell I'm genuinely man. surprised he didn't break his ankle because he landed <sighs> fucking terribly and literally flat feet like feet down first yeah i can't believe I'm surprised it he didn't break something i can't that believe was... that that was in- yeah. mad i mean props to randy because he was up fight you know fighting and doing stuff straight after this wasn't he um, yeah. i think the story was yeah randy uh, rand has done this double axe handle barely made it <laughs> and uh hit hogan like, not roddy piper bru- hit brushed brushed Hulk Hogan instead of Roddy Piper. Hogan's holding Roddy Piper. And then um, Roddy Piper puts Hogan in the sleeper and it's three uh, arm drops, isn't it? And Hogan loses. Yeah. And then, but that's the thing is like Savage was there and it looked like he was going to break it up. Yeah. And then nothing happened. And then suddenly he's punching him in. And then suddenly Roddy Piper has been handcuffed to the cage with like two completely like weird sets of handcuffs which made no sense yes and 
and and honestly it's like that it's almost like all hell broke loose but not in a good way no and i'll tell you what the trouble is for this before we get to like the the thing that happened while Roddy, after Roddy pope was tied up is that this as much as hulk hogan is the one of the three original members of the nwo this felt like wwf wrestling from because you had like hogan savage and piper in the ring it didn't feel like nwo you know you got evil hulk do you know what i mean you've got evil hulk hogan you've got all the music you've got all that stuff but it didn't feel like you didn't have hall and nash there which because it was hogan and savage it just felt like bad wf wrestling from five years before it felt very bizarre it was weird it was it was a bit shit actually I mean, it te- was a terrible, terrible main event. Yeah. And the fact that they spent so long focusing on it and yeah. digging it up, and it was just really bad. It I was. Mean, they, am I right in thinking that they edited out um, Voodoo Child? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was clearly, yeah. I think that cost must cost loads. Three matches back to back. All of all of the entrance people, all of the NWA people, all had exactly the same music. Apart yeah. From yeah. Savages having his occasional Ooh, yeah. yeah for life yeah it's um yeah because then you know I've got like very fond memories of in my head rose tinted glasses of NWO and what they were for wrestling uh, like what how they dominated WCW back then but this didn't feel like NWO it just felt like Hogan and Savage WWF but bad guy versions it was it was weird it. I don't know. It missed. I don't know. It just felt messy and not very good. Every single match that basically the last three matches. So even though the the Savage um, DDP one was good, yeah, you had the Scott Hall NWO yeah uh, stuff. You had the Savage NWO stuff. You had the Hogan NWO stuff. It felt really scrappy in a kind of almost i mean I, I get that the nwo is there to assert its dominance yeah yeah they'll, they'll win by any means necessary but it didn't feel like there was any dominance it was just literally we're just going to attack people yeah and without any coherence and or any bischoff kind of... being there being shitty and just annoying yeah. that's his character but i think that's the point where he was getting too big for his boots. he was a little bit getting a bit too arrogant so yeah uh, yeah so you got so piper's won the match Savage and Hogan are doing a beatdown. They handcuff Piper to the cage. And then the camera pans out, and there's this random guy with Sting makeup on climbing over the cage. And like, who's this? Who's this? And then they're, like, they're not sure who it is. And it was a legitimate fan who ran into the ring to try and get to Hogan and Savage and try and save Roddy Piper. Because they he was in the Sting makeup and there were all these fake stings, they, the production crew thought it was a real wrestler trying to get in. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. So they, all the cameras are focused on it. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's the thing is like they clearly mistake it. Though they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Um, but it's like that. You don't focus on that shit. You literally, if someone's climbing the ring, because there's a just a guy in black, like the, the the fan gets down on the other side. Yeah, one and of the stings. Immediately rugby tackled just by a guy in black. Is that not one of the stings? No. Well, so, I don't think it was because he had like a fate. He had, like, he had a big long trench coat on and like a thing covering his face. Because his face, his mask had fallen off. It was just a black guy. Was it? Yeah. It I, thought it, I thought it was guy guy like a, net, a, a stocking thing on his face to cover his face. But they're like, oh. Oh, I d- I'm going to have to go back and look at it more because I just thought it was some random black guy that just appeared. Like literally, it looked like he came out from under the ring. 
Right. Just, suddenly there's a guy in black that's just tackled this fan. At which point, Hogan and Savage see what the fuck's going on. Stop they being that piper yeah, and go after this yeah, guy. And they absolutely wail on this fan. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're holding him really hard and Hogan's hitting him in the head and it's like, fucking hell <laughs> made and them look like superheroes yeah I don't they're know. still filming it chaos I mean I get maybe it, it, because then the, the commentators are focusing on the fact that they're beating up the fans and they're not really there for the fans and you know, blah, blah, yeah yeah, blah. yeah. even so it was just it, it, and it was such a weird ending because it just ended we're running out of time the fan being dragged out by like li- literally dragged by his feet yeah out of the ring yeah because he's had the shit kicked out of him um and they focus on like Piper still chained to the cage, and then it just ends. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. I don't know. It's like a chaos ending. And if that happened today, I mean, my God, with the internet and like social media and stuff, it'd be insane if that happened. It wouldn't happen today. I mean, when it has happened, but you're in there with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, and Randy Savage. There's stories that he's a he was a crazy guy, uh, man. And Hogan, you know, he he did go and welly that guy as well. They were both pretty pissed off. This guy jumped the rail. Yeah. And that guy ran over that flimsy cage, climbed up it pretty quick, didn't he? Yeah, it was very bizarre. It was very bizarre. As an ending goes, I'm surprised that shit hasn't been edited. I guess it added to the end of chaos a little bit in a way, just in hindsight, looking back on it. Um, But man, it was a bit, it was a bit weird, I have to say. Yeah, it was, it was strange. Not a good ending. I mean, the match itself was shit anyway, but yeah. And the thing is, it's like it was meant to be this big kind of WCW has come back. We've won. We've beaten them. And then yeah, just no, no wrestlers came out and helped Piper. Let him get his shit beaten out of him. No, you know, there were four stings, and they were just a real there. sting. Yeah, yeah. I and think it, one. Um, what, I mean, you could tell which ones were wearing wigs because the wigs were awful. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I think one of them actually had like kind of real black hair yeah because it was all wet he looked like eddie yeah yeah so i'll tell you what did stick in my craw a bit um who was at the show that did nothing what do you mean what wrestler right at the start in the middle of the first match raven Yes, just sat there with the flock. down to the down the steps. Yeah, with his misfits, they hadn't even caught the call. Can call them flock, right? It was just the misfits, which is bullshit. Yeah, um, and they sat in the crowd, and that was fine. And then occasionally they they never cut to Raven again. Raven pretty much disappeared. Just had to sit there the whole show. They 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 didn't even show Perry Saturn, who also came down with him. Um. They kept, I think, twice they cut to Stevie Richards yeah. holding yeah. signs, looking like he was having the time of his life, <laughs> and Billy Kidman looking bored like out of his mind. Um, at one point, standing on his chair. Yeah. Just, and that was it. They were and right of the hard camera, I think, in the corner yeah. by the post, weren't they? Because when DDP and Savage went over the rail, you saw them there fighting. But they, but there was no reason for them to be there. Yeah. It was the weirdest, like, oh, look, here's Raven and his misfits. They made a big thing about it in the first match. And then they never really mentioned it again, despite the fact they appeared on camera twice more. We know where Tony Khan got the inspiration for Kip Sabian with the box hangs. That didn't do anything either. They were just there for a year doing nothing. And then uh, just... uh, let's not talk about that because I loved that. <laughs> I thought that was so, you know, 
Tony Khan makes some fucking weird decisions, but he plays the long game. Yeah. Look how long it took him to turn Julia Hart. Yes, yes, yeah. And now she's got no one to be with. No, she's got no one. No. But uh, yeah. anyway, no. Anyway. Um anyway. I don't know. This yeah, that was weird. That was I remember that. Yeah, start walk down. No, no reference to them. Yeah. Like, it's like Raven's here. Great. He's obviously got a ticket. Yeah. Fine. Just just the guy's got a ticket came in late. Oh, there he is. Raven's here. Wow. <laughs> That was about it, it was really. Bizarre. That was never. They never talked about them ever again, or they didn't take part in any match. They didn't interfere with any match. I mean, was I guess that was probably the very early days of the Raven story. Yeah, I think it was. Well, I don't know, Mark, because I know. Remember, we done the 2017 MOS uh, version um, situation. I remember I was going through watching Nitro every week, and this would have been 2017. So I was trying to do 20 years of Nitro. I remember Raven was on that then, I think. Mm. Popping in. I have to do a bit of research, I think. I have to look that up. Today, like, yeah. What did you think of the show overall? What would you score it? Out of 10. It's, it's such a hard one because there is one match on this card that all wrestling fans need to watch. Yeah. Which immediately scores it. See, do you, do you mark that match a 10? And then basically deduct for all the other bullshit. <laughs> I think if we did, if we if we start at a ten for that match, and then the two matches that came before it, yeah, that takes it down to maybe an eight. And then Savage and DDP, really, they were really good. Then Savage and DDP, which keeps it at an eight. Yeah, I am with you. And then everything else, and it ends up down at about a four. five. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Honestly, I would, apart from making time to watch the Eddie match. I'd watch Savage and DDP as well, if you're going to go back and watch that. Yeah, okay. I mean, on the network, it is worth noticing that on the network, it is chaptered. Yeah. So you don't have to watch the whole thing. Um, If you want to see Savage's uh, ferocity, you can just watch that straight away. And tune in to see Savage do that ridiculous jump off that flimsy cage and nearly kill himself. Because that was bananas. You can jump to the uh, the start of the Jacqueline match just to see her boobs for thirty seconds, yeah, and then you just turn it off. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I'd, actually, do you know what else deserves a, an honourable mention? Is uh, Jacqueline's uh, Tina Turner Tina Turner Mad Max hair? What was that? Brilliant! That and was, it that sort of stayed the same through the whole wrestling match. Special. Didn't move. Amazing! Yeah. Unbelievable, mate! I, I, yeah, I, it makes it a six. Makes it pay per view a six. A gigantic Dolly Parton. I loved it. That was great. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, Mark. I messaged you and said, "Should we do WCW Halloween Havoc? We're coming up to Halloween." Um, and you, were I, like, I'm not. I'm not going to make any more choices. I, clearly, I make poor choices. <laughs> well, it's my choice to do Halloween, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know, mate. Yeah, it was. It was not was a interesting. Good, I mean, no, okay. The Eddie, the Eddie match was was great. I'm glad we watched it for. Ray and Eddie, Savage and DDP. Yeah. And to see the ridiculousness of that cage and that guy and Savage jumping off and that guy trying to climb over it as well. The rest of it is the first two matches are a good match, but you get good matches on TV every week. They're not, they're not special matches, are they? Uh, Nagata versus Ultimo Dragon and Jericho versus Gado. They're good matches. They're just just good matches. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there are good good matches or a dime a dozen. Yeah. Watch good matches all the time but uh but they weren't big name matches no yeah i'm gonna give it a four 
I'm st- I'm sticking with my four. Yeah, I'm I'm, I, I'm I'm four as well, Mark. Four. It was it was poor. It was poor. A poor Overall, number four. Four. The fact that it took me what two days to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that time back, please. <laughs> oh well, well it was fun. Well, at least we got this time, Martin. Positive, I guess. Flips around. We have a wrestling review. It's quite good. The thing, the thing is, it just makes you realise that not everything is as good as you remember it. No, and that's not a bad thing. That's fine. No, don't have, don't have regrets. Just learn. Just learn. Well, we are yeah. watching twenty-five-year-old wrestling. The biggest question, Martin, did it for you change wrestling forever? It changed my opinion of suggesting shows to review. <laughs> so it did change wrestling forever for you yes it changed wrestling for me forever because I will never you know, next time you say let's do something I'll just be like it's your show mate you pick <laughs> alright well now I'll bounce stuff off you Marty which one do you think don't know. Uh, we can maybe do a Christmas based one in a, few, in a few months before Christmas that might be quite fun um, well, I'll say if we ever do a Valentine's Day one, there's literally only one show, which is the Valentine's Day massacre. That would be a good one. We'll put that in. It's a, it's a hot date, Martin. We'll put that one in. In yes. what is it? Sort of four months time. What are we in October yeah. now? So yeah, exactly. Has a hot we'll date. A bit ahead of time for Valentine's Day. We'll get that one in, but maybe we'll get some other ones in, or at least one more before that. So it's good fun. But uh, Martin, that was brilliant. Great to connect with you again, dude. I, I really enjoy doing this. For me, it's quite nice to do it. As much as I like being live with with the chat room, uh, live listeners, it's quite nice to, for me to just sit here and chat tonight without having to look at all the tech side of things. So I quite enjoyed having the chat. It's fun. And I enjoy that. So thanks, Martin, for doing these with me. These are sort of every three months in that we sort of do them. It's quite good fun. If we do them more, like, you know, now and then, like you say, then it's just, it's a special event. Yeah, I do enjoy it, mate. And I'm sure, and I know a lot of the uh, old school MOS listeners enjoy hearing you back on the, uh, on the, uh, as we say, on the information superhighway enjoy it so, it's, it's good to... it's always good to do it I, I always enjoy it it's good fun mate where can uh, everyone find everything that you've got coming up your Sea of Thieves amazingness and all that good I stuff mean, you, you know we, we play Sea of Thieves all the time Deb's normally streams so she's Naughty Stitch uh, with no space uh, occasionally I stream for Mr. Marty Barty but which is a wrestling in joke that nobody else gets so it makes me feel quite so there was a in nxt fandango was doing a like kind of a a look they were the titles him and tyler breeze were the title holders yeah and they had a big chart of all the different tag teams Briango was the title title holders and they had a big chart of all the different tag teams that were going to take them on right and they had imperium and marcel bartel was listed as marty Barty. oh there you go and i was like i'm having that that's why. No, you couldn't be Fabio Acne. That wasn't allowed. Oh, what? That's terrible. <laughs> so, could you uh, you change your Xbox name to that? You ain't got numbers after yours. I've got bloody numbers all after mine. No, I, I no, I couldn't have Marty Barty, but I could have Mr. Marty Barty. Oh, that's good. That's good. I need that to change mine now. I, I, I played around with it until I found one I, I could be. That's but yeah, so thing. that's where you can find us. And then there really isn't any point in following me on Twitter because I just post picture Transformers. I, I very rarely post and when I post it's normally because I've just bought a robot. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And we're not allowed to see I'm not allowed to talk about work. No. No. No work. But chances are a lot of good things. So That's good. It's yeah. good. Check it out. And chances are as well, because uh, I know what we were talking about something before we went live. Uh there could be chance of 
a Ghostbusters team getting together and Mr. Oh, Marty Barty could yes. be one of the Ghostbusters with me here. So if I, anyone... see, I'm happy to stream that. I'm happy to stream because didn't we stream Turtles? We streamed we Turtles, Turtles, Mark. We completed that. Yeah. Me, you, Debs and Meryl. There you go. We'll, we'll stream some Ghostbusters. Classic. And that, that should be good fun. I, I, Martin, years ago, Martin and me went to see Ghostbusters in Basingstoke, didn't we, at the cinema with Unji yep. and Meryl. And uh, so, yeah, Ghostbusters is is quite exciting to a new Ghostbusters game. I love that 2009 game. And uh, this looks quite good. So I'm quite excited. The 2009 one was all right. I enjoyed that. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So you've got uh, Aykroyd and uh, Ernie Hudson are in this game as well. So. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. okay. I think there's some sort of story. I don't know. But this isn't the Ghostbusters podcast. This is the uh, Ministry of Slam uh, Halloween Havoc review, I guess. But come and join us. Uh, if you see me playing Ghostbusters, Chancellor Martin might be there as well. So uh, we're doing some Ghostbusters stuff. But guys, thank you very much for checking out the show. If you listen on the podcast, please uh, do give us the five-star review if you feel like you want to do it. Come and check out the new website as well, the MOSnetwork.com. We're going to be adding lots of stuff there, some blogs and reviews and some news. And come and, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, please do hit the like and subscribe to all that good stuff. It very much helps us out. As, uh, and we've also got memberships open. Hit the join button underneath this player and that will come and join our memberships. Help us out and uh, you get lots of cool extra stuff. So uh, thanks for checking out the show. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. Oh, you couldn't see that. You can't see my hand. Yeah, he loses his hand. hand. Amazing. Yeah. Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Snap yeah. it to a Slim Jim. Are, are you inspired to have a Slim Jim now? I mean, it's it's quarter past 11 at night. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I'm tempted to have a sleep. I'll oh, snap okay. into my bed. Snap into a bed, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the modern day Slim Jim. But yeah, thank you, Martin. Great to connect again, dude. And uh, thank you, everyone, who checked out the show. Much love. Wrestling wins? No. Wrestling doesn't win. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye.